this land if they live righteously. It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It is an articles of news episode, and who knows? Uh, I'm going to take uh, my time with Taylor. Yeah, that's right. Gen Z Taylor. So all you folks can relate to, uh, we'll get into some Gen Z stuff in this episode, uh, but maybe we'll do a second half and Taylor will have no part of it and we'll get one of the old fogies of the uh, Cultural Hall to come in and do no- news with me. We don't know. We don't determine, uh, but it's glad to, I'm glad to have you back here, Taylor. Thanks for being back. Absolutely. I'm glad that uh, I was invited back. I was in like limbo there. I was like, I don't do, was this horrible? Was this amazing? Am I the worst ever? As you said, which could have been, which would have made for a fun story, but yeah, but yeah, not, it's, it's but you're not bad. the worst ever. Sweet. I'll tell you who the worst ever is. No, I won't do tell that. Me. But Aww. they're, uh, they're, uh, you know, people like that. Uh, we had some, some, you know, some younger folk on the show to be able to say, Things that I couldn't say to give a different perspective. All of the things that you said in your initial mm-hmm. initial thing. The only thing I take issue with is that you did, in fact, call me old. And, no, uh, I, I, I mean, do, I, I, mean, I, I think I specifically said that you're the youngest guy I know. Yeah, yeah, at heart, uh huh, at heart, or something like that. <laughs> something. Thank like you. That. Thank you for that. Uh, I would ask, as I ask everyone who steps into the cultural hall and visits, does some articles of news, anything new and or exciting. When last we left you, you were single and in the closet. You have now come out of the closet and you are (laughs) in uh, your family room. Now, to be clear, that's not a mention of his sexuality. He just literally recorded his part of the episode in his closet last time. Uh, Anything new, exciting going on with you? Uh, Yeah, not in the closet anymore. Um, Let's see. Anything exciting or new? Uh, just celebrated my birthday. Now How old I'm are we old. now? 27. Oh, I feel ancient now. My bones are creaking. Yeah. The last oh, yeah. couple of weeks. Oh, it's, oh, yeah. it's been. Yeah. But no. I'll, yeah, I'll birthday, tell you what, though. 27 was actually when I started to feel old. Really? I oh. remember it was in my 27th year. I got acid reflux. Mm. And uh, I don't have it anymore, hallelujah. But I was like, oh, oh, these things happen. This is how, this is, this is the thing. These things mm-hmm. start to, you know, like you said, the bone creaks, the, you know, stomach stuff starts to come about and forget it. It's all down here. I'm, I'm, I'm already at the point where if I do a workout, I'm kind of out of commission for three or four days. Uh-huh. Um, that's probably more a sign of my physical fitness rather than my age, but I'm going to attribute it to the age. Sure. Just to make myself feel a little better. Yeah. Well, and I heard you got diagnosed with swoliosis. Swoliosis. So oh, oh. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for you to meet me in person, Richie, and just see the the look of disappointment on your face as I as non-imposing as I am. Oh, come on now. Come on. Uh, I, uh, I appreciate that. And I appreciate that you would follow me with the swoliosis joke. My brother and I have all sorts of jokes about like swole being your goal and size being your prize. Whenever mm-hmm. we go to the gym with each other, we just yell at each other. We're so obnoxious. I can't even handle it. It's like mostly yelling more than the actual lifting of weights. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, hundred percent. As far as that goes nice. or like, Oh, oh, is that sweat on your forehead? That's just weakness leaving your body. Let's go. Come on, baby. Look, you got to have somebody to to push you. Yeah. I yeah. need somebody like that. Oh, listen, I've got plenty of people pushing me around. Uh, let me ask you this. So still single, anything fun? You, you, the big pushes we'll talk about as we get into the news. You're being mm-hmm. pushed to date. Do you feel it too? I know you're not uh, in, the, um, in the school uh, part of that whole thing. Yeah, not in the school part of that. Um, I don't know. I don't. So I'm in a YSA ward. Mm-hmm. Um, and my YSA ward feels a little different than others. I feel like it, different, good or bad. 
Good. Good. Okay. I think so. Um, it's a little bit older than some YSAs. It's not like half 18 year olds that are about to leave on their mission. It's mostly, sure. you know, it's in sugar house and, um, at the granite tabernacle, oh, which is a beautiful building. I think beautiful. that, uh, Corey K Ward, I think that he's featured that if not, yeah, I know when he listens to this, he'll likely share it. So make sure you're following Absolutely. his Facebook page. That's a, a gorgeous building. So cool. hundred percent. Except we are not in the cool chapel in that building. What? We're in. We're in the basement one that was added on sometime later. So, oh yeah, no, the but upstairs it's, one it has so like has the doesn't it have a second uh, second layer like uh yeah it has like the balcony, balcony seating yeah. and huge I mean I don't even know how high the ceilings are in that chapel um and then it has like a quote in gold letters on the back wall of the chapel that says get married uh, get married no <laughs> it, I, I believe it says uh, the glory of God is intelligence, something wow. like that. It's yeah, it's really cool. So wonderful, wonderful building. But, but anyway, you're not um, in that one. <laughs> no, it's, I just sneak up and look at it. It's uh, the Japanese ward that gets to meet in there. They're lucky. But what? Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Um, but my ward seems a little bit older. It's a lot of people in like graduate programs and mm -hmm. things like that. Um, and there's not some YSAs are so can be so awkward. Like split down the middle of the room the boys go on one side the yeah. girls go on one side like it's you know elementary school um but it seems like in my ward it's everyone kind of mingles and everything not a lot of dating going on in the ward as sure. you know is tradition as is law you don't date within the ysa ward but but yeah it's been pretty good so i haven't felt too much of a push but but that doesn't mean i haven't been out there richie good good for you that's what i wanted to hear that's what i wanted yeah. to hear uh I'm trying to think if there's anything that uh, that I should share. Some things that, uh, oh, I don't know. People might be interested in things. You know, uh, you can always leave us a review uh, on Apple, uh, especially that's where we like it. So you can take a moment and and press pause and and get over there and be like, yeah, I, I, I love this show. This is great. Um, you can always uh, become a Patreon saint. I don't think that that's new necessarily, but those are a couple of things that come to my mind. We did get this email from Chris. Um, Chris writes, hands down, my favorite episodes of the Cultural Hall are the Temple Ticker. I'm so glad that you spun this off into its own episode in this era of temple building expansion. However, I think we can take it even further. Well, hold on, Chris. Uh, he says, with 30 new temples announced every year, we are bound to get to a point where there will be many dedications every year. I think this constitutes something special, more than just a dedicated podcast episode. How do you feel about spinning this off to a bi-weekly program? I see some sort of YouTube channel or something that uh, only Patreon members can get to, something that's more visual than just audio, would allow the audience to see a lot of these things that are discussed in the episode and the best part of this, though, is he says that he would love to participate. So, Chris, I got your email. Uh, that's contact at theculturalhall.com for others who want to email into the show. But who knows? I mean, he has a good point. We're starting to roll out all these temples. And if there's really going to be 500 announced by the year 2030, like they say, I mean, that's a lot of temples. That would be a lot of episodes to record. I mean, I think that could work. It's a little... Do you YouTube. do yourself? I know that you listened to the cultural hall before you emailed in and told us that we're all old. Do you like the uh, temple ticker episodes? Absolutely. Yeah. Like you guys talked about uh, the, the temple in Cusco mm -hmm. a little bit in the last episode, which was where I served my mission. So I was digging that. Uh, yeah, I love those. I love those episodes for sure. I yeah. too, like, you know, sometimes it was like so much crammed just at the end of a articles of news episode that it was like, uh, I don't even remember all those temples. So much was going on. So. Okay. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely a, a niche for that, right? All right, Chris. 
you can, uh, get, we're going to get in touch then, Chris. Maybe that'll be a future thing. Let's uh, take a break and we'll pretend like we're going to organize some of this as we get into actual articles of news. Hi, friends. Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops. You can get a brand new PC Laptops desktop, and they start at only $29 a month. And it comes with a lifetime warranty. Just check us out at PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com. BestDJinUtah.com is the website. That is where you go if you would like me to come and DJ your event. Now, uh, will I do a family reunion where you all wear the same T-shirts? You bet I will. Will I travel to wherever you're at? Uh Uh-huh. Am I reasonable as far as what I cost? Yes. Yes. Do I bring a good time? Yeah, all the things. Listen, Best DJ in Utah, it's uh, my company. It's a thing I do that allows me to be able to have the time to do the cultural hall. So if someone's getting married, uh, you think, man, they need a great DJ. You're throwing a party, whether it's a 50th or 60th or 40th or 20th or whatever the party is. I've done them all and would love to be able to do that. An anniversary party, certainly done those. I did a baptism in 2023. Yeah, we did a big dance party at a baptism. Spoiler, not a Mormon baptism, but it was fun nonetheless. BestDJinUtah.com is a website. I will get back to you within 24 hours with a quote. Come on now. BestDJinUtah.com. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Here in the second half of Articles of News, we do actual articles of news. Hit it, Peter. And away we go. Yeah, who knows how much news we'll get to. I We're, we're going to go about 45 minutes, me and Taylor. That may be the end of the episode, but I reserve the right that if I feel like there is some new news that happens before we publish this or like I just couldn't get enough I'll wrangle in someone that we haven't had here in the hall for a little bit and do some more news. So take it away. Where would you like to go? I sent you a big old folder of news. All right. One that caught my eye right off the bat was um, about the Interfaith concert in Manila with the Tabernacle Choir. Yeah, they're on their world tour right now. I what was funny is I didn't even like connect. So I have a one of my elementary school my elementary school librarian is part of the choir and okay. we're friends on Facebook for some reason. Uh-huh. And I saw these pictures <laughs> wait, and wait, videos. What do you mean <laughs> for some reason? Who is not friends with their elementary school librarian on Facebook? That's a great question. That's a great question. Um, but, and I was seeing all these pictures and videos in, um, where, where were they? Let's see. They were in, their second leg was in the Philippines. Were they in Thailand before that? I don't remember, but, um, and I didn't even connect it. Like why he would have been there. I was like, cool. Sounds great. And then I read this and I was like, there it is. Uh, that is so cool. It says that they filled a concert or a um, stadium, the University of Santo Tomas Arena, with more than 4,000 people there. Um, I would have loved to see. I don't know if, do you know if this is like a recorded event or anything like that? You can see some video from it. I would imagine that if you go to the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square's uh, YouTube, that if there is a video that's available or footage that's available, I just watched the little bit of the news story where. In uh, the Tagalog language, which is what they speak in in the Philippines, 
um, they sang a song in Tagalog and you just watch, they had a video kind of filming of the audience and you just watch everyone go, oh my gosh, they're singing it in our native tongue. It was pretty cool to see. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I wish I could go and see part of this world tour, especially like being an interfaith concert. That sounds really, really cool. So yeah, that one jumped out of me right off the bat for sure. Yeah, they're all over the place. Uh, I mean, you can make us a, a spring break trip out of it next year. I think they're in Mexico. That's a place, you know, head on down, hit the beach, a little tabernacle choir, a little beach time. Uh, Mexico trip is not complete without a little Motab. So I mean, <laughs> not Motab, sorry. Uh, a little tab. tab Cats. You're fun. Well, yeah, there we go. Tab Cats, Motab. Everyone knows it's the same thing. Speaking of music, we should probably mention this since we're on that. Uh, the Church of Jesus Christ music website that is music.churchofjesuschrist.org, has been revamped. It's uh, elevating the music searching, the listening, and study experiences for Latter-day Saints. It was uh, updated uh, just recently, and my, um, not speculation because they've told us, but they had to do something like that as we get new hymns and the new hymnals to roll out at the end of this year. The search function and um, the ability to navigate the music for the church was a little clunky, so they undoubtedly said, hey, you know what? Let's fix some of these things that are not rolling out very well. Let's fix those now before we drop the new hymnal. Some of the new features include matching layout of music collections on the app and website, search and filtering functions. Um, the update continues the hymn book and children's songbook revision that was announced back in 2018. We could see it as early as May. Now, I heard the end of this year, but it, this is saying... We may get it here in the next couple of months, May 2024. A collection of new music will be delivered in the Sacred Music app, church music website, and the Gospel Library alongside the current hymn book and children's songbook. So new songs, that's what I'm excited about. Although I'll say this, have you ever been to a ward where uh, maybe you're visiting or you've, you've just never been there, you're new in your, your congregation, and you realize that the organist and or the conductor doesn't do things like your old ward used to? Mm-hmm. I went to a ward because uh, I had to work on Sunday. I went to earlier church. They sang three hymns. I'm I'm pretty darn sure I've never sung in my entire life. So I'm just. Kinda, it's kind of fun though when you you get to hear a new hymn, and then you're kind of just a spectator at that point, or you're. Yeah, definitely. Try By the fourth it. verse, I sort of had it. But it seemed like everyone else in this congregation was just like, yeah, this is this is par for the course, baby. This is what we do here. Interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting how frequent we, because I'm sure some wards, some uh, organists, some wards that have really dedicated musicians that are passionate about it, they're going to want to you know, try out all the new hymns. And then I'm sure some wards are going to be like, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll stick with what we know. So that'll be kind of interesting to see how, how many wards really dive into all the new music that's going to be available. I know I that think, my ward will for sure. Of course. In fact, I would imagine for like young single adult wards, you'll do this thing that we did. I think it was in college. Maybe I was in a young single adult ward where it's like, come to the church night and time. There will be refreshments and we're singing a verse out of every song of the hymn book. Or, you know, wow. we're singing 50 of the new hymns, something where it's like, come and show your faith. And really, we're just creating an opportunity for you to be able to mingle with other people. Right. Um, yeah. Where did you want to go? What other story? I've got a treat for you, my Gen Z friend, but I'll let Ooh, you take okay. a news article first and then I'll I share with excited. you. I, you excited should be. Treat. This is, actually is exciting. 
Ooh, okay. Well, that story you just shared reminded me of the other one you had in this document. So um, now teachers can take class attendance in the member tools app. So similar kind of update. Now, really, I bring this up because I'm confused. This was already a thing, right? Now tell me what you mean by that. Taking so, attendance? Yeah. So, I mean, maybe it's because I'm Gen Z. But in my previous word, I was the Elder Quorum Secretary. Sec secretary? Secretary. 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 Um, and I was for months taking the attendance through the through the tools app. Maybe it's like more streamlined. It was a little clunky at times for sure, finding people and then getting back to the master list of everybody. But I thought so. Maybe it's available in more classes now. Maybe it's uh just that they updated it. But I thought this was already uh, already a thing. But at least it's now people know about it. So yeah, it's interesting that you around. bring it up because I can't remember the last time I even thought about the roles in classes. So when it was updated and I saw it, I went, we still do that? I didn't think we did that anymore. Yeah, I think I think a lot of the time, it, uh, you know, secretary, whoever's taking the attendance, they've just been doing it through the app so they don't have to pass around. Now that relies on that they know everybody. I struggled greatly with that. I was like, oh, I know these three <laughs> dudes over there. Uh, I've seen him every single week for a year and a half and I do not know his name. <laughs> so, yeah. Come on, as the secretary, you have to, uh, you have to know everybody in the, in the, uh, in the group, in the class. Let me be honest with you, Richie. I was not a very good secretary, but I'm making up for it with, in the future, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. yeah. If you get another opportunity, you can uh, make mm -hmm. amends for that. It, it, it is interesting to me though, to know it, like, that the, now that we can do the roles or that we can do them um, better than we have. I've also recently found myself longing for the bell. You know, that the bell ringer, the bells that you hear between each of the blocks of the cultural hall. We used to have a person that was called to ring the bell in the chapels. And I don't think chapels even have bells anymore. I don't even know. I, I haven't looked for one in a long time. Now I do remember that I, I was around for that too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I do kind of miss that. It was kind of, it was, I don't know. It was there was something soothing about that familiar bell, and especially if class was boring or if it meant you were that one hour closer to going home or whatever it might have been. But yeah, I've actually I'm gonna look next time, especially I'm in such an old building. There has to be a bell. Yeah, I or, may, they, or maybe they covered it over. I guess that would be what it was. Cause as kids, we always like to try and like jump and hit it, or like mm -hmm. you do it during uh classes, not when it was to try and mess people up. It ended up yep. getting a little bit uh, Pavlovian, uh, right? Everyone, their mm -hmm. mouth starts watering as soon as they hear the bell, and they're like, no, that's not what that is. Mm -hmm. um, hmm. Okay, okay. Well, I'm excited to share this with you. I'm not sure if you have seen this. I know that several people that listen to the Cultural Hall have probably seen this. You can find a link for it in the show notes, um, where if you're going to purchase this thing, we ask that you would use the link in the show notes because... It's an affiliate link that you'll find. Um, but you can now purchase the Gen Z uh, translated version of the Book of Mormon. So someone put it into chat GPT and said, hey, make this uh, relatable to a Gen Z uh, individual. And now it is chapter and verse translated into Gen Z. Um, so you can get all sorts of that. I, uh, because a, another show had done that, I didn't want to double up and say, hey, these are some verses and things from uh, the Gen Z Book of Mormon. But what I did the other night, I happened into my little chat GPT. And, and now for your listening pleasure, I present to you the Gen Z friendly version 
of the Articles of Faith of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Are you ready for this? I'm so ready for this. Okay, so we all hopefully kind of remember what the original Articles of Faith were. I'm just going to go through uh, what ChatGPT shared with me as we can in understand and interpret the Articles of Faith as a Gen Z individual would hear, understand, and want to share them with their friends. Number one, we believe God is real and the ultimate power in the universe. Pretty straightforward. I like it, though. Not a lot of flowery language. I appreciate that it started with we believe. Second one, we're responsible for our own mess-ups, which I appreciated <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, this, this, it goes on to say, Adam and Eve started things off, but we can't blame them for everything. That's the second uh, <laughs> article of faith. The third, through Jesus Christ, we can get a clean slate. His sacrifice makes forgiveness and a fresh start possible. Now, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Some of this is for entertainment value, but also some of this, I really like that it just, to me, I feel like it sort of boils it down into what, what and how we speak nowadays, even if you're not Gen Z. It's a little bit more simple. It's a little more... I won't say understandable because I feel like these are understandable, but maybe relatable. Yeah. So uh, the Gen Z friendly version of the Articles of Faith, uh, Article of Faith number four, the basics of being a good Christian is what it, is how it says mm. uh, the fourth Article of Faith is. Faith in Jesus, repentance, owning your mistakes and changing, baptism, full on dunking, and receiving the Holy Ghost. Wait, it does not say full-on dunking. It does say full-on dunking with an exclamation point. <laughs> That's I'm my, telling you. That, it, I'm putting a pin in that one. That one might be my favorite. Uh, number five, church leaders need to be called by God himself. Just because someone wants the job doesn't make it right. Number six, the church should be organized just like it was back in Jesus's day. Apostles, prophets, all that good stuff. Number seven, spiritual gifts are a thing. Think speaking in tongues, healing, and other divinely inspired abilities. Number eight, the Bible is God's word, and so are other holy books like the Book of Mormon, Doctrine and Covenants, and the Pearl of Great Price. Number nine, God's not done talking to us. He can still reveal new things to prophets. See, again, these are pretty, it's pretty straightforward, but I really appreciate the way that it's just like, yeah, so this is basically what this means. Uh, number 10, Israel will gather, Christ will return in all his glory. Basically, things are going to get epic before it gets better. <laughs> uh, number 11, we got to follow the law and be good citizens. Even if the government's not perfect, we need to do our part. Number 12, being honest, true, good, kind. That's the vibe. Like we believe in the golden, we like, hold on, I messed that up. Like we believe in the golden rule for real. I appreciated that part of that uh, of that article of faith. And then the funny part is, is because there's 13 articles of faith. It didn't include the 13th. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure if it didn't like that one or if it skipped over one. Interesting. Not sure why that happened, but there it is. 12 like articles are just of faith. ways of you could like, that would be a little bit more natural to share your basic beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, here I, it is. I actually do like this. Oh, here it is. The 11th, we believe everyone... Oh, hang on, I got to get this. I did this twice, because you know whenever you ask ChatGPT something and you ask it again, it's something else. Mm -hmm. It says, uh, we believe that everyone has the right to worship or not. No judging other people's faith or lack of it. R-E-S-P-E-C-T, which I contend is an Aretha Franklin uh, reference, and that is not Gen Z. But 
Yeah, so it is. not too many Gen Zs would know Aretha. Yep. So there it is, your Gen Z articles of faith. I'll uh, share those in the show notes and then also share the link to the Gen Z Book of Mormon. You can get a kick out of it. It's kind of fun. Just a fun little yeah, interpretation. Exclusively what I will read from now on. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, what other news story have you that you wanted to get to? All right. Let's get to... This was kind of interesting. Um, one of the BYU women's basketball players got baptized yesterday. Uh, yeah. Is it Ari or Ari? I'm not sure. Probably uh, Ari, but I don't know that. Ari Mackey Williams uh, was baptized. She talked about how she was raised around the church and always had a special connection to it. Um, and, you know, obviously being at BYU, you're surrounded by it even more. And so she was able to make that choice yesterday. Um, she's been a pivotal role at BYU. Um under the coach's first year. She's been out this entire season due to a torn ACL, but she'll be back uh, next season. But yeah, congrats to sister Mackie Williams. That's awesome. I think it's pretty cool uh, to know about that. I think it would be, it, it's such an odd um, sort of scenario. In fact, my friend uh, Stephen Cat Perry over on uh, In Good Faith, he does a podcast. He, if it if it's not an episode that is, has just barely come out. It's about to come out. Did an episode talking with um, a student at BYU who is not a member of the church. That seems like a, a, a at very least, sort of a, um, I, I don't know, it, like intimidating scenario to kind of be in where you're, you're literally surrounded by, I think it's like 95% members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. In fact, maybe even that number is low. But then to know that you're like sort of interested, like I can't imagine the pressure because what if Ari, she didn't, but what if she would have been like taking the lessons, strongly considering it, been around the church for a long time and then been like, tap out, I'm I'm not doing this. Like that That to me, that the pressure around something like that would be difficult. Yeah, and it, it always makes me wonder, some, you know, how many people would want to you'd be around her and talk to her because they know she's interested and they're like, cause you know, we get excited when somebody is interested in the gospel. Sure. I think sometimes we can, the, the interest becomes a little disingenuous because it's not about like getting to know that person or being their friend. It's more like, Oh, I get to this, you know, here in Utah, you know, you, you don't often get to uh, be part of that fellowshipping of a new member. So that could definitely be overwhelming. And like you said, a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what that would be like. It'd be Although I will, sure. I will say this about what you just said is, I think that uh, for a long time here in Utah, we've been like, oh yeah, I mean, I mean it, it's different in different places. Guess what? Utah is going to be just the same amount of place where we're going to have the opportunity to fellowship new members of the church. You know, should there be new members of the church, just like anywhere else, it's like 50-50 at this point, people continuing to move in, people leaving the church, and then you get the next generation that may have the opportunity or, you know, the desire to join the church. We often just sort of go, yeah, not here in Utah. I, I'm I'm pushing for, let's be really cognizant of the, of the fact that there are lots of people here that we could have that opportunity, not to be disingenuous, to be clear, but to be able to fellowship and, and either remember those experiences like we had on our mission, or just to be able to love another individual as they're as taking a new walk in life. Absolutely. Um, couldn't agree more you know a friend of mine from my ward he recently he's from honduras mm -hmm. um so not surrounded by a lot of members sort of recently uh came back from his mission and he was talking about how the entire time he's been in our ward there hasn't been a single baptism 
And so the other day he went out around his block and started knocking doors. Get like out. He, like he was on a mission. Yeah. Here in Mill Creek, Utah, just knocking doors, asking people if they want to hear about the church and about the savior. It was awesome. How did, how did it, it go for your Honduran friend? Uh, not well, I don't think, but I'll have to follow up with him. But I mean, he didn't bring anybody to church or have any specific stories about any success. So, but I'll, I'll follow up with him. He's, he's a very, uh, he's a go-getter. He's, he doesn't quit easily. So I'm sure he'll have some success or at least, you know, create some connections with people. Yeah. Which is what I was going to say. I mean, even, even, uh, you know, maybe people not coming to it. It's a hard thing. So I'm in an old part of uh, Taylorsville. It's the West side of Salt Lake. And like, um, everyone has sort of drawn their line, right? Everyone knows where the church is. They know whether they're going to be a part of it or not. And I know that that's not actually the case. They haven't truly drawn a line, but, but I find myself sort of struggling because I want to make connections with, uh, some of my neighbors who aren't members of the church. And, and it's not for any like sneaky interest to have them be, uh, you know, members of the church. Sure. I would love that. Right. But that's literally 0% of what I'm thinking. And the, and our ward does some pretty welcoming things just for the community at large, but there is something sticky where we are like, come to this thing at the church. Well, we have to do at the church. We have to have a building big enough to take sort of house everyone, especially in the wintertime when it's cold, but it's like, no, we're not trying to be tricky. It's just, it, it's the easiest for us to do it here. And so I always think that people, you know, feel like I'm trying to be sneaky about stuff like that. And I'm like, no, just, it's, it's literally just breakfast. Come and eat breakfast. That's all I want you to do. Oh, it's at the church. I'm not interested. Shoot. Okay. Well, I got to figure something else out then. Yeah, that can be a little tricky, but I think there are a lot of, even though sometimes I, I feel the same way as you do sometimes in those scenarios. Uh, but I think there are many people who maybe in their heart, they haven't drawn such a hard line as we mm -hmm. might think. And they appreciate those those type of um, opportunities, even if it might be a little uncomfortable going to church. And maybe in the back of their mind, there is a little bit of that. Is Are they just trying to, you know, sneak me in? Uh, what, what did it say about dunking? Dunk on... <laughs> Full on dunking. Full on dunking, yeah. Yeah. You know, but uh, but I think I think a lot of, there are plenty of people out there that appreciate it, that it's worth doing those type of activities, even if it has to be at the church. Yeah. But, you know, making yeah, it, it a welcoming place. The other side of that too. So I have a, a, a good friend who's a performer. He and his son, not members of the church, they were told about a service opportunity. There was something I think they were going to do at the food bank or a coat thing or something like that. And they were going to meet at the church uh, beforehand and then go and do this service activity, right? And so it was billed as a service activity, come and help out with the service activity. And to my friend's credit, he, you know, is like, listen, there are Mormon people around us and there are Baptist people around us. And there are whatever. Let's go because we like to help people. And uh, so they went and for like 45 minutes, it was a devotional instead of a quick moment and then to do the service project. And and that wasn't how it was billed uh, to to the community and the neighbor. So I, I, I guess I offer that up to say, listen, if you say it's going to be a thing, have it be the thing that it is so that people don't ever feel tricked. You wouldn't like that if you, I always think of the multi-level marketing kind of stuff. Oh no, it's just a party. And then you're there and it's like, I'm not buying knives. I don't need a whatever. Um, you, we don't like that as well. So we should not do that to other people, even in the name of the spirit, in the name of conversion, in the name of, you know, trying to do good. 
I just don't think that it does well for us to misrepresent what an event might be. All yeah, right. That that is my preaching. Uh, I mentioned this earlier as I was giving you a hard time about being single. Uh, the CES events that we had mentioned in previous articles of news in the span of one week, 20,000 young people gathered at these massive date events. Uh, the largest was at BYU-Idaho with nearly 7,000 students gathered together. It's to encourage them to date. Date, why don't you? Ask them out on a date and go. For you, is it a cost thing? Or do you date? Do you go out on dates? Yeah, I go out on dates. Good. Yeah, it's not... I mean, I, I do think a lot of people my age do struggle with dating um and it, it it talks about in this article a little bit about some of the things that have contributed to that like you know many people report that it's been harder dating after the pandemic which obviously makes sense we were kind of closed off from everybody um and in the, the digital age the connection in person is is a little bit harder for some people i remember we so our our stake does you know Church ball. Church ball's back. I haven't played church ball in so long and I'm loving it. I'm so bad, but I'm loving it. <laughs> and, um, you know, Valentine's was on a Wednesday. We play on Wednesday night. So I was worried. I was like, hey, is anybody going to show up? And then somebody was like, come on, you think any anybody in our ward has a date? And I was like, oh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, <laughs> we should. But it, it definitely is difficult. But um, um, yeah, I kind of wish I was. Well, I mean, I don't know. Can you go to these events if you're not enrolled at BYUI. I mean, no, I don't think so. But I know that like, so like your singles ward probably does these things uh, or maybe will be doing these things where it's like, hey, we're having a date night and everyone that needs to come. It's so hard because I think back to my uh, time, like dating, you know, high school, college, that, that kind of time of my life. And we were out all the time. And it wasn't like, oh man, I want to marry this person. In fact, in a lot of these cases, I feel bad because I didn't take it more serious, right? It was a group of friends, we're all going to go do something and one person wanted to take a date. So now we all have to take dates. So we just find someone to go with us that we could have a fun time with. But, you know, you, you'd go and do these things and, uh, and, and that was always the case. You know, we're doing a, a drive-in movie where we're putting it on the side of a building. Just dumb stuff. It's It's hard for me to fathom you know, not doing things like that, right? Like, what are we going to do? Oh, the boys are playing video games tonight. Like every time, all the Friday nights, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I, I, for a lot of young people nowadays, like the idea of a date is like intimidating. I think it's like too serious or too intimate. Maybe I, I, I don't know what it is, but um, we've definitely, just found much more comfort in other things. And a lot of people, you know, nowadays don't, don't feel much of a need to date. They don't feel like it's worth their time or the money. Hmm. Um, obviously less people believe in marriage nowadays. So it has been interesting, but I think dates are fun. I've been on some, some really fun dates in the last, in the last few months. Um, to be clear, dating is also the worst thing ever. Let's oh, just be very can, clear. It can be. it can be just awful. You know, I'll keep my fingers crossed, but uh -oh. I don't. I don't know if I've ever been on a bad date. Well, get ready because you just I, I said don't that know. out loud. Maybe I'm the. Hold on. Maybe I'm the bad date. I'm having a, a little epiphany right now. I'm yeah. the bad date. I'm the horror story. Gosh dang it! <laughs> <sighs> oh well. This I'll was an intervention. I'm glad that you arrived at the point. Uh, I didn't have to say it out loud to you. 
you had the epiphany. This was but, all the setup. Oh. Yeah, the whole thing. No longer a host. <laughs> no longer. It took us two episodes to get to where we needed to. But uh, yeah, I just I find it a fascinating thing to to and and the same. So long as I'm on this weird soapbox of this, the the uh, folks who don't want to get their driver's license is another thing that I just don't understand. I could not wait. Give me the thing. Gone all the time as much as I could. I and I know that you know it's dangerous and scary and it's expensive and. Quite frankly, uh, older generations have just made it so that people don't have to. Like at one point with my kid, I ended up having to just say, I'm not driving you anymore. If you want to go somewhere, you are old enough and can drive a car, you can get a license or I won't, you know, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to do it. And that has perplexed me. I, I had, so when I turned 16, I had seminary first period. Mm -hmm. which means I got to sleep in sometimes. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I mean, not technically, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, use that first period to not go to seminary and worship the savior. Sorry. And drove up to the DMV at seven in the morning on my 16th birthday to get my license. I don't get it. I, I don't know if it's the pandemic that affected it. It, it has absolutely blown my mind. I'm not mm. young enough to relate to that at all. I don't get it. I like to not want that freedom to go leave the house with the car is just mind boggling. I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. Well, all right. If people have thoughts on any of that stuff, contact at the cultural hall.com or like if there's some cool, uh, you know, single ward things that are going on or other CES things or any of those kind of things. The, the mid singles is where I think it starts to get an interesting twist as well. Because it's in a lot of those cases, it's people that have been married or had long term relationships. And so you bring in a whole other part of it where they go, yeah, but what's the point if I'm just going to end up that that I think is a, a another kind of sticky, sticky point to try and get past because it's not easy. If you have a bad marriage or bad relationship or even a great marriage and a great relationship that for whatever reason didn't end up working out, it's just can be just so brutal yep <laughs> that's all i'll say yep <laughs> that is all i will say about that what what uh news story did you want to go to next i uh, remember this one so it looks like uh maybe the church is kind of piggybacking off of the um you know the tabernacle choir's trip to the philippines mm -hmm. um and ksl was able to cover uh, elder neil l anderson as he visited a community outside of manila uh, where the church kind of partnered partnered with the Catholic Church to bring water to the community there. So there's a huge complex. I'm trying to see how many. I think it was like 1,200 families all lived in this complex. Jeez. 1,200 families in 980 units. So do the math on how many families are sharing each oh unit. Oh, my gosh. And what they were doing is replacing water tanks that either had rusted or had damaged. So some of the, you know some of the testimony from the people there was that you know, some of the tanks you could only fill up a quarter of the way or a third of the way because of all the holes in it. Mm. And uh, these kids and people were having to lug, you know, barrels of water up eight flights of uh, of stairs. And now all the buildings have brand new water tanks. Everybody has water. And something I loved was I think it was a, a young girl that was talking about like, look, this is this is my water right here. Look, it's coming out of my faucet. Just mm. like the and the what what it made me think of was like. I feel like being able to provide such a simple thing that we take for granted is kind of giving somebody like their dignity, a little bit of their dignity back, like to be able to say like, I have this basic need provided mm -hmm. for me. 
and to not have to worry about that because it really is something that we've just never even think about. We turn on the faucet and the water's there without fail. And um, so super awesome, not only that the church was able to provide this, but also to be able to partner with another faith. Um, one of the, uh, I believe is a pastor there, uh, was talking about that, or Father Richard James Baboa of the Catholic Church um, was talking about how it was uh, giving him the realization that we are brothers and sisters to be able to partner in this way. So really, really cool that uh, Elder Anderson was able to go there and uh, see that ceremony through. And a connecting point too, uh, worth mentioning that uh, part of that was because of giving machines. So super cool that oh, yeah. oh, that's some right. of the some of the uh, donations that were made via the giving machines over the holidays went to make that possible. So super cool. Uh, this I thought was interesting. If you've never listened to episodes 421 and 422 of the Cultural Hall, that is a uh, double episode, which we don't do very often. Interviewed Josh Holt, who uh, he was in a Venezuelan prison for a couple of years. Uh, and he shares his experience in those two episodes. He is now suing the uh, president of Venezuela. Now, does he think that he's going to uh, get any sort of, um, you know, compensation from the country or the president? No, not likely. But other Americans have won similar lawsuits against uh, against Venezuelan president Nicolas Maduro um, but collecting damages, difficult for those individuals as well. Holt, who was visiting Venezuela when he was arrested, he was accused of being a CIA spy. I don't want to spoil it too much. He obviously got out, so that's a spoiler. But go let, back and listen to episode 421 and 422. It's a story of faith uh, woven in with his trials there in a Venezuelan prison. So worth going and checking out. Uh let me ask you, what news story would you like to go to next? Uh, let's see. We got about 10 minutes, so get the big ones. Oh, get the big ones. Okay. <laughs> um, this one was kind of interesting to me. Uh, so a new prison branch forms in Cape Verde. Uh, so state president calls the new branch an important milestone for the island coast of Africa. Um, so basically what was a small group formed um, – last year in july is now turned into a branch do you know do you know much about any uh branches or groups in prisons or anything like that yeah so it's actually uh the reason why i included this in is because i didn't think that we did this kind of service outside the state of utah mm -hmm. i know that like We've uh, we've done some episodes about what the church is like inside the walls of uh, of prisons here in the state of Utah, mm -hmm. um, having that calling to be able to be uh, a branch president or even just a missionary among those people. Um, we did an episode, episode 491 with Jim Dunnigan. Uh, he was the jail branch president. He talks about how they do it here in Utah. I didn't know we did it in Africa of all places. Because yeah. um, I mean, it makes sense to do it here in Utah. I'm, you know, I'm sure there's a high percentage of people in prisons in Utah that are members of the church or former sure. members of the church or what have you. But it's interesting that there would even be enough uh, in a prison in in Africa. So that is that is very interesting. It's a, it's a thing. A future episode of the Cultural Hall where we talk to one of the public relation guys that's in charge of the entire continent of Africa uh, about the church. Uh, very Christian uh, continent. For the most mm -hmm. part. And I I don't know right. that we always think that. I don't know that people honestly very, if we're being truthful, think a lot about Africa at all. 
really, right? Yeah. We sort of have a vision in our mind of what we think it is, and and that's sort of it. But um, to know that it is a, a fairly Christian place, in a lot of these instances, and in, in that episode with Jim, uh, some of the people just come because it's better than being in their cell. You know, yeah. they're like, church, you bet. I'm very interested. I am highly interested in what is it that I'm interested in? I'm highly interested in that. And I think that that's a great opportunity to be able to um, to come alongside people and be able to say, hey, you know what? Uh, repentance is possible and Jesus loves you. And I don't know that, I don't know what a conversion rate is uh, for Cape Verde. I don't know, you know, if people are asking to to join the church or how that even goes. But I I truly feel like things like that are like the real ministering, the hope, the, you know, the vision of what Jesus Christ can be. Th- those are the things that I think are the ministering that sometimes I wish we would focus more on. Absolutely. It, it, what you were saying kind of reminds me of like the uh, addiction recovery program mm-hmm. uh, within the church. Like yep. if you attend a meeting like that, I've I've felt like you you won't hear a more pure testimony of the atonement in any testimony meeting. Um over what you'll hear in in one of those meetings. So kind of a similar thing that like, what a perfect opportunity for somebody to find the gospel, even if, you know, it's because they don't want to sit in their dingy little cell. But, you know, I think, I think we kind of do the same thing sometimes. Maybe sometimes we stay in the church or we go to an activity just because we don't want to feel lonely or we don't want to be doing whatever else we could be doing. So if it's yeah. a refuge of some sort, even though it, even because it's just out of boredom, then I think that's still a positive. Yeah, I I like the relation to the assist, uh, addic- addiction recovery program. You know, the thing is, I think that um to that basic testimony the the faith of of people that are you know dealing with hard things, it it's a it's a tricky thing. I I wish that members of the church could go to it um but I but I understand why that there's sort of that stigma that you couldn't be able to go or that you wouldn't go, I guess. Meaning everyone can go. We know that. There's addiction recovery uh, programs all over the the country, I know for sure, uh, happening most every day of the week, blah, 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 right? But I know that a lot of people wouldn't go because of the stigma of like you walk in and you go, oh, that person's here, right? I know that that's a resistance that some people have had. I wish that we didn't automatically label people, you know, in in any of those circumstances or any circumstances, if I'm being quite honest, but to be able to just go and be able to hear people bear testimony of how Christ came and helped them, you know, that day, that week, um, being able to make it through uh, a hardship, because we all go through hardships. It's unfortunate that, you know, we put those that um, are making their way through addictions in kind of this bucket, and then we go, oh, yeah, but my problems aren't that, and I can be over here, you know, doing that, because I do I do think that uh, everyone would benefit from it in a huge way. Hundred percent. I mean, it's it's tricky because you don't want it. You you want it to be like a safe haven for people who are who have those struggles with addiction, um, mm-hmm. where they're not worried about every everybody from their ward coming through and knowing that they're in there, right? But, sure. But at the same time, I do think I think everybody should go once. I think you could find something in your life that is a compulsive behavior or addictive behavior of some sort and apply those uh, apply those principles. But um, yeah just amazing. But you know, I've long toyed uh in the back of my mind and maybe this is just a, another kind of spiritual reminder. I've thought about doing sort of a sub uh show of the Cultural Hall that's just a 12 episode uh season 
that we talk about each of the steps of the addiction recovery program and kind of introduce those to everyone, taking it from a, a broader approach, not necessarily addiction. Because I, I, I mean, if you look at them, I don't have the the topics in front of me. It's not like the porn addiction, you know, step. It's not like that. It is. It is very much just like life, you know. Um, therapy, life coaching, life um, principles that you're you're able to experience and, and be able to walk along. And, and to your point, I think everyone could benefit from something like that. Yeah, it's kind of just the repentance process kind of strung out into more specific sections. And really, I mean, very similar to the 12-step program that any other person outside of the church would be familiar with, with a couple of, uh, you know, more Latter-day Saint-centric um you know, principles and things like that with some of the steps. But um, have you seen those videos of the 12 steps that the church made? Mm -hmm. quite, it's been quite a while. Those uh, those videos are amazing. I love yeah, gut-wrenching some of them. But, the, yes. but those are like people that uh, they're each of the steps, right? And, and they're mm. talking about like, this is the experience and kind of coming at, it's not actually just like the, the principle and explaining it in like a class format, as I remember, right? right? Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, we got time for a couple more news articles. How about this? A new group photo available of the 12 apostles. This was big news, I guess. Breaking news. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's cool. I didn't realize how old, how uh, tall Elder Kieron was. He's a tall guy. He's like 6'2", I think. He hasn't had time to shrink yet. But... Yeah. <laughs> He'll have plenty <laughs> of time to do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it is interesting. Uh, I, I think of all of them as the same sort of like 5'9", five, 5'10", five, height. You know, almost like a rocket of the LDS church, right? <laughs> They're all the same height so that when they mm -hmm. do the high kicks that, you know, the legs go the same. They aren't doing mm -hmm. any of that. But I don't, you know, L. Tom Perry uh, was a just a stocky gentleman. He played mm -hmm. uh, football for a long time. It was interesting to see him sort of corresponding with some of these other people as well because he was just like a brick house. And then, you know. Some some of the other ones, not as much. Anyway, yeah. new photo. That was apparently big news. Uh, Seven-year-old sang the national anthem at the BYU basketball game. And according to the headline, she's too cute for words. Lucy. She, I looked it up. She is adorable. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what. She sang with such vim and, and also vigor that I think what I like about it is was she every note spot on? No, she's also seven. So give her a break, Richie. Yes, of course, that's what I'm saying. But she loved what she was doing so very much. I think that everyone who is willing to give it as much as Lucy Llewellyn gave it for the national anthem, they're not being you know disrespectful. They're just willing to be like, I want to do this and give my whole heart to it. I think everyone should be able to sing the national anthem if that's where they're coming at from it. Absolutely. I couldn't imagine having that kind of confidence at her age. Yeah. She was just belting it out. Loved well, it. she's performed in war talent shows in oh, Orem's okay. got talent in Spanish forks, uh, got talent in the Fiesta days, got talent, the Salem pageant, and she performed at a wedding. So this wasn't her first rodeo. Okay. It actually Respect. wasn't a rodeo at all. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you the chance to do the last story, but I want to make sure that we get this mentioned here. Oh, yeah, let's go here. So uh, I think that for uh, folks in Utah, they think, oh, Utah, Utah is the most religious state. Well, there was a, an article that was put out. We're not even in the top 10, not mm. even in the top 10. There is uh, 
a lot of religious states, you're probably thinking, well, duh, of course, the, um, you know, the South would probably be more religious than the state of Utah. This article says, uh, according to the Pew Research Center's religious landscape study, they studied four factors that determine what states are the most uh, religious. These measures include religious attendance, frequency of prayer, belief in God, self-assessment of the importance of religion. And now in a listicle, I present to you the top 12 most religious states in these United States. Number 12 is New York. Didn't think that that would be there for sure. But New York City has a higher Catholic and Jewish population when compared to the rest of the country. So, okay. 11. Utah. That's where we come in. We're number 11, obviously, because of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Number 10, uh, North Carolina. The study found that 65% of the people in the Tar Heel State are highly religious. Uh, people uh, who report at least two of four highly observant behaviors, those four that we listed. Uh, Georgia is number nine. Um, and then we start to get into the South, obviously. Bible Belt is a region, a region of the southern United States and one Midwestern state that gets its name due to the strong socially conservative Protestant Christianity plays in the society. Then we go to Oklahoma. We go to West Virginia at number seven. South Carolina is number six. Arkansas, number five. Number four, Louisiana. Number three, Tennessee. Number two, Mississippi. Any idea or did you already look at what number one is? I actually I glanced through it, but I actually don't remember which one was number one. Give it to me. Alabama. Roll tide. Alabama. We gotta get up there. We gotta get up, move up in the You wanna get us up bit. to the number one? Oh, I yep, was uh, I was surprised about New York. I was surprised that New York was there, the rationale for it being there. Okay. But then I guess I was surprised that like Idaho. I mean, why are why, why what's going on, Idaho? I don't know. Is it that it's the scary parts of Idaho? The uh Maybe. The uh, rural part that maybe isn't so much, or are they way more? I don't know. Something. Who knows? Well, I feel like a lot of people have been moving to Idaho from California. Same, yeah. same with Utah. Oh, the godless but, you know, Californians. Good point. Mm, yeah. <laughs> California's got to be like 47. Yeah, I'm going to throw California at 50. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't say. I love California. I'm not one of those California haters. I love California, but. Sure. You just not gonna be up think there. they're godless. That's what I heard right then. You get the last story. Uh, maybe this will be the end, depending on how I feel. Uh, it'll certainly be the end of our time with Taylor. So where are you ending us? Um, With a sad story. Not too oh. sad. Uh, Latter Saint missionary hospitalized after being hit by a truck in Salt Lake County. Yeah, uh, It's always sad when this happens. I hate when things happen to missionaries. Um, yeah. Sister Hillary Lamphere, I want to say, mm -hmm. or Lamp here, whichever one you want to pick. Uh, was serving in the Utah Salt Lake City West Mission when the crash happened on Friday. Um, she was taken to the hospital with serious injuries. Um, and there's just a statement saying, Sister Lamphere's parents are grateful for the prayers being offered for their daughter and the comfort and support they're receiving from family and friends. Uh, not really any more details on that. It's still being investigated. But hopefully, I mean, it sounds like from that statement, like she's pulling through, not, not uh, nothing too, too, horrible but hopefully she has a quick recovery yeah yeah well uh just in case this is the end of this episode let's do this here we hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body hope that if you were not not well enough to listen that this week that you'll be well enough to listen next week and that when the time comes you'll be able to travel home in safety in the meantime, Chris at Alpine Lakes Travel, Rick McGee, Debbie Wanless, Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast, and the Tiger with a U will be saving a seat for you on the back row of the, the cultural, cultural hall. hall.
Save me a seat, it's sure to be neat. On the back row, we read 